Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include my interview on retention with Black Knight's Andy Walden and James Iredale. And what's more worrisome, inflation or recession? Today's podcast is brought to you by Simple Nexus, an Encino company and award-winning developer of mobile-first technology for the modern mortgage lender. Nexus Engagement helps lenders convert more leads to close loans with a mobile app that fosters personal connections with borrowers. With tools like mortgage loan calculators, integrated home search, and instant messaging, Nexus Engagement helps lenders jumpstart the home ownership journey. To learn more about Nexus Engagement, visit simplenexus.com. Why are the police called 12? Because 9 plus 1 plus 1. Did you know that four out of three people have trouble with math? Uh, I do too, as suggested by my capital markets background, but I know enough to understand that free is free. And today is National Free Slurpee Day. 7-Eleven. Get it? I also understand that a small Slurpee sets 7-Eleven back probably less than a penny, but puts you into their database, which has lots of value for the franchise. Do lenders have something similar? This morning, my dad heads to North Carolina for a Lenders One base camp where pricing profit margins and products will be the focus. And let's not forget volatility and interest rates, driven by inflation. Inflation talk will be front and center this week, with the Consumer Price Index and Producer Price Index reports both expected to be just as strong for June as they were for May. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome onto the show James Iredale and Andy Walden. James Iredale is Black Knight's Chief Information Technology Officer. He manages the architecture, development, and delivery of Black Knight's servicing and default solutions. He has over 12 years' experience focusing on software design and development, big data solutions, and system integration. He's been with Black Knight since 2003, and prior to Black Knight, James worked at a technology startup in Clearwater, Florida, where he was one of the original developers of what would become Black Knight's LoanSphere bankruptcy and foreclosure and LoanSphere invoicing applications while also developing other original software products. Andy Walden is the Vice President of Enterprise Research and Strategy and Data and Analytics at Black Knight. As the chair of Black Knight's editorial board and the guiding force behind Black Knight's Mortgage Monitor report, Andy is widely cited by media outlets and industry publications. His insights are gleaned through in-depth analysis of Black Knight's robust suite of data solutions, including Black Knight's industry-leading McDash loan-level mortgage performance database, the Black Knight Home Price Index, SiteX, a comprehensive U.S. property database, and numerous additional data repositories. He has over 15 years of industry experience, including default servicing operations, market surveillance, and applied mortgage analytics. Andy, I want to start with you. As most in the industry are aware, Black Knight releases quarterly retention statistics to the public via the Mortgage Monitor Report that you and your team put together each month. So let's do some stage setting. Can you give our listeners an overview of historical retention rates and how you gather them and what they tell? Yeah, let's start with a little bit of background on how we collect the data itself. It really all starts with our McDash data set which is a loan-level mortgage performance data set for folks that aren't aware. It covers roughly 60 to 70% of all active mortgages in in the U.S. housing market. And we've been collecting that data all the way back to the the 1980s. The second piece is connecting that together with our public records data. And that really allows us to look at the before and after picture of those refinances and and kind of piece those individual mortgages together like a puzzle. It's, It's one thing to be able to look at refinance activity in the market and understand what products are being originated today. But to be able to see the before and the after picture opens up a lot more doors. You can understand 
where borrowers that are, are refinancing came from, what vintage they took their loans out in. You can see the interest rate before and after that refinance to see what is the trigger point in the market that that's causing borrowers to have that initiative to go out there and refinance. We'll look at how much equity is being withdrawn from a home, what type of product and in loan term they're leaving. So did they go from a, a 30 to a 15 year mortgage? Are they going from a 15 to a 30? Um, and then more importantly for today's conversation, you can look at it from a retention standpoint. So was the servicer that, that held that mortgage able to accurately identify that retention risk and, and appropriately uh, market to that specific borrower and retain that borrower through their origination channels? And, and that's really the power of, uh, of that analytics suite, right? So you can look at uh, retention rates and how successful you are against your peers. If you're looking to grow specific segments of your market, specifically FHA or VA or Jumbo uh, specific segments, you can look at how well you're retaining borrowers to others in the industry. Um, and you're also able to use more advanced analytics to see who potentially could be picking off your loans as well. So are there specific originators that are that are pulling in some of your market share that you're out there uh, losing? So a lot of different dynamics at play there in that in, in that retention space. Over the last couple of years, Refi Business has been going gangbusters, which seems like when retention of a given borrower is most at risk. How'd the industry do? And are there any particular trends or insights you think our listeners should be aware of, Andy? I think there are a couple things that are at play that are, I think that are interesting, right? We've had some successes over the last couple of years. And I think there are some challenges facing the market here as we enter into 2022. The first is really among those bank lenders. We saw Early in 2020, you saw those large banks step back from the lending space. You saw it in jumbo lending, you saw it in HELOC lending as well. You also saw that in terms of overall bank retention and those volumes really slipped there in early 2020. And then as those market dynamics shifted, right? As that uncertainty in, in, the, uh, in the economy started to move away here in 2021, you saw banks return and you really saw a dramatic shift in their overall retention rates. We saw bank retention jump by about percentage points from late 2020 and into early 2021. And overall, as we move towards the tail end of 2021, both banks and non-banks hit multi-year multi highs in terms of retention rates. And as an industry, we crossed over that 33% threshold for the first time since 2014. So we were retaining about 33% of borrowers that were refinancing their loans. That said, I think there are some challenges that still remain here and some new dynamics that are coming into play here as we move into 2022. One is, as, as I mentioned, we hit we crossed the 33% threshold for the first time since 2014. I don't think that's really the benchmark level that we want to set for success. That, that means that two out of three borrowers that are refinancing out of your book of business are being lost to the overall uh, market. So that's one headwind or one challenge that remains in the market. The second is the underlying dynamics at play in the market. Back in 2018 and in 19, when interest rates rose, we got above 80% uh, percent cash out. And so we're going to see that dynamic change. And that really creates headwinds from a retention standpoint, because if you look at retention rates historically, cash out loans have been retained at a, roughly a 30% lower clip than rate term refinances. So that simple dynamic change in the market is going to cause some, some challenges or at least some shifts in behavior from lenders out there in the market today. The second is when you look at rising interest rates and that shift in, in rate term refis or that downshift in, in rate term refinances, when, when interest rates have risen historically, you've seen challenges enter the market in terms of retaining rate terms, right? It's a different borrow pool. They're looking for different things. If you look at the layout of the mortgage market today, folks that have 
interest rate incentive to refinance their mortgages today. Took out their mortgages 15 to 20 years ago. They're looking for a much different product line. They're acting in much different ways than borrowers that refinanced in 2000 and 2021. So savvy lenders are really gonna be the ones that are going out there and, and really understanding that shifting dynamic in the market and appropriately shifting their solutions and offerings to the market to account for the changing dynamics here in 2022. Now that rates have spiked, refi incentive is bottoming out. Does that mean retention isn't as much of an issue in today's market? And I mean, certainly from a volume perspective, we're gonna see far fewer transactions in the market this year than we saw last year. It's true for uh, traditional rate term refis, true for cash out refis, it's true for the purchase market as well. But I think you're seeing heavy attention paid to retention still because of the increased value of MSRs, because of the larger validi- uh, relative value of loans in your, your pools of uh, uh, pools and portfolios, right? So this market has become a lot more about relationship management and you're hearing more and more lenders talk that talk and walk that walk, right? You're hearing a lot more uh, <clears throat> borrowers and clients for life, more so than just overall origination uh, volumes. We all know that old adage is more cost-effective to retain a customer than to acquire a new one. And strategic lenders and servicers are, are certainly taking that into heart this year. I think from a technology perspective, there's technology available that allows lenders and servicers to provide that white glove treatment that we all have come to expect or, or should have come to expect in the mortgage industry in an effective and automated manner. And I think you're going to see savvy lenders and servicers use this downtime to implement those tech solutions. I think that's really going to be the differentiator as we look forward. Um, there's a, a number of different things that that tech implementation does. One is it reduces price per loan. Uh, two, and I think we've seen this more over the last couple of years than maybe ever in the industry, it allows you to throttle both up and down in terms of your origination volumes out there seamlessly. Um, and third, and, and James will touch on this when we'll come back to this here in a little bit, but it really helps you to bolster those retention efforts and, and bolster retention success in the market as well. You mentioned that data-powered portfolio analysis and market data are powerful tools in aiding retention efforts. Can you give us an idea of how that works in practice? Yeah, sure can. So there's really two elements that play here, and both require bringing data from multiple sources together to provide insights that resonate with the, with the homeowner or the servicer. So first, empowering the borrower by putting data in their hands at the time they're making decisions or simply at a time they're interacting in some way with the servicer. So some way meaning like on the phone in a customer service interaction, but increasingly and more likely it's through some kind of digital channel. And you can do this through what we call APIs, the way that computers talk to one another. It really delivers data on demand, perhaps something like a house sale heat map uh, in a borrower's neighborhood uh, as they're evaluating their, their homeowner options. There really needs to be a heavy focus during this on user experience to ensure that the data is consumable without being overwhelming to the homeowner. Uh, The second theme here is aggregating large data sets at scale, often using what we call time series, so the, the data over time, and finding meaningful ways to join that data together from multiple data sources. So in an earlier podcast, Andy had referenced McDash data, that provides insights using real-world anonymized servicing data. We also see more and more use cases uh, of data aggregated using time series from across the customer, the loan, and the property dimensions. And this all helps predict behavior. Joining this data together reliably, regularly to provide just-in-time insights 
is becoming increasingly important to our clients. So practically what this can mean is bringing a customer record together with a loan record and information about the underlying property to lead to some insight, like how the borrower has moved homes over time, who they originated with and who they serviced with. Establishing that history sounds like it should be relatively easy, but it actually takes some heavy lifting from a data perspective uh, to bring it all together in a truly reliable way. The idea there is that we can build a true history of the customer relationship. And we now have uh, more tools uh, than ever at our disposal, including things like cloud services, data sciences, and analytical tools uh, to help make this happen at scale. Black Knight's made some significant investment in cloud-based consumer-facing technology that aids in retention as well, correct? That's right. And I'm from the software development side of the house at Black Knight. And as Andy mentions, we put a lot of effort into technology to allow our service clients to provide what Andy described as that white glove treatment. So over the last three to four years, we've worked with many of our clients building solutions that focus on digital engagement with the homeowner. So our consumer-facing servicing digital solution allows a client to white label a Black Knight web and native mobile app that supports not just traditional tools, such as payment processing and balance information, but also provides value adds like insights into escrow calculations, house prices, uh, you know, refinance opportunities, and if potentially eligible, home equity lines. And it's really all about building the relationship and putting decision-making tools at the fingertips of the borrower in a branded, user-friendly experience. Now, we even make use of customized videos to explain topics such as escrow uh, to a new borrower. The idea is to take what has been a transactional experience and turn it into a long-term relationship. And as we describe it, it's meeting the customer where they are, not where we want them to be. We also think retention extends to keeping homeowners in their homes when they have payment difficulties. So for example, we have a loss mitigation tool that continues this theme of digital engagement. A homeowner can engage through the web if they're seeking payment relief. And this includes things like researching loss mit plans and loading documents electronically. And it really helps or uh, eliminate what can sometimes be a really difficult customer interaction for the homeowner. And he's helped us understand that improving this engagement between the servicer and the borrower helps with retention. So clients using our digital channels have seen real-world improvements in homeowner engagement and retention. I'll let Andy explain a little bit about what we've been seeing. Yeah, thanks, James. And, and James mentioned the servicing digital platform and some of the benefits for both homeowners and servicers that use that platform. And from a retention point standpoint, we've we've seen some of the meaningful success there. Uh, we, when we measure retention rates of servicers that have adopted the platform and look at retention rates among borrowers using service digital specifically versus those that are not utilizing the platform, we see roughly a 25% higher uh, retention rate among those borrowers that have adopted that servicing digital platform. While there are a number of different factors at play, I think that's a pretty strong indication that personalized data and the ability for homeowners to self-serve 
are extremely valuable tools for lenders and servicers alike to have at, at, at their fingertips and in their toolkits. Uh, specifically, when we look forward at 2022 with equity centric lending already accounting for 75% of all refinances and, and rising sharply, the ability for homeowners to access personalized information on equity positions helps Black Knight's clients more effectively offer those types of products and opportunities to, to their customers. I think that becomes even more valuable here as, as we move uh, throughout 20, uh, 2022. And finally, before we go, what can you tell us about what's in the hopper over at Black Knight, James? Yeah, thanks for that. So we continue to build out the capabilities we discussed earlier. The data feedback all points to this type of engagement leading to real, uh, real improvements in retention. Uh, within these tools, we continue to work on in- increasing the stickiness of the servicer and the homeowner relationship. So we're adding a marketplace to allow the homeowner to interact with third parties through our web mobile channels that can provide home maintenance service in the local community, or perhaps help them shop for insurance. We're also adding alternative payment methods and providing access to information about homes for sale in the local community. Uh, We also continue to work on what we call our content lake, Uh, This is a cloud-based data as a service that allows Black Knight to bring together our data assets in property, loan, and borrower dimensions, connect them together to provide interesting insights at scale, and over time, uh, retention programs. It makes access to data from multiple sources more seamless, and for us, that helps power advances in areas such as machine learning. And this helps facilitate that engagement and reduce some of the complexity that is typically associated with servicing alone. It helps our clients uh, focus on creating positive and valuable interactions with customers and spend less time on process. We're also exploring how we bring data together from outside Black Knight to enrich these data sets using our cloud tools, including data direct from client systems and our clients' data lakes. Uh, there's a lot more tools available to us uh, from a technology perspective than we've ever had in the past. So that's really helping with analysis on these, these huge data sets. So uh, as we spend more time working with our clients on their future priorities, it feels like these ideas are aligning pretty well with where our clients are headed uh, to help improve retention. We saw larger-than-expected job gains for June to close last week, giving the Federal Reserve a longer runway to fight inflation. Almost 400,000 jobs were created in June, putting U.S. unemployment at a five-decade low, and the unemployment rate is still firmly in the 3.6% range, meaning the job market is tight. The robust job creation over the previous quarter, where more than 1 million jobs were created, has many analysts still expecting positive GDP growth in the second quarter, narrowly making the U.S. avoid a recession. Wage growth slowed slightly over the previous 12 months. It was up 5.1% versus 5.3% in the last report, which should be welcome news for the Fed. Hiring needs are eclipsing concerns about an economic slowdown, and Treasury yields surge on the jobs report as the data reinforced bets that the Federal Reserve will hike 75 basis points at its meeting later this month. The FOMC minutes released last week affirmed the committee's commitment to aggressively combating inflation, when, when combined with recent data, shifted market expectations entirely toward another 75 basis point rate hike at the end of the month. Meanwhile, mortgage rates have seen some relief with the average rate on a 30-year fixed improving half a percent over the last two weeks as recession concerns increase. This week includes several potentially market-moving events, including $98 billion in mini-refunding supply, as well as several higher-tiered data releases, including CPI on Wednesday, PPI on Thursday, 
and a laundry list of releases on Friday, including retail sales, import prices, industrial production, capacity utilization, business inventories, July flash Michigan sentiment, and the Fed's index of common inflation expectations, which comes out quarterly. This week's economic calendar kicks off later this morning with the employment trends index for June. The rest of the calendar is all about treasury auctions, the most pertinent to MBS investors being $43 billion of three-year notes. The desk will purchase up to $922 million of UMBS 30, 4% through 5%. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Because me being no good at math wasn't really a joke. I had a little problem at Walmart yesterday. Apparently, when the cashier said, strip down, facing me, she was talking about my debit card. Thanks again to today's podcast sponsor, Simple Nexus, the homeownership platform that unites the people, systems, and stages of the mortgage process into one seamless end-to-end solution that spans engagement, origination, closing, and business intelligence. To learn more about Simple Nexus and Encino Company, visit simplenexus.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcasts from.